All right. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart. Welcome to Geeking Out Over Star Wars. Um, uh, of course, I am joined, as always, by uh, my wonderful co-host, Zachary Breland. Um, Zach, how are you doing? Hey, so happy to not be hosting. So happy right. to not be hosting. Yeah, it's all, it's all yours, man. Listen, when we dive into books, it's all yours. I love talking about books 100%, but figuring out how to talk about all the minutia and details of a book can just be overwhelming. So I'm more than happy to give the hosting duty to you, but I am excited to talk Midnight Horizon and Star Wars in general. So um, I'm so excited. All right. Wonderful. Looking forward. And of course, we always look forward. We always look forward to talking. Yeah, about of people. course. Oh, man, we're like, oh. listen, you're like, I don't talk about Star Wars more than I talk with you about Star Wars with anyone else. I, <laughs> and it no, same. Same. I don't really want to talk about like, not to get all sappy. It has nothing to do with like having friends. It has everything to do with. I don't think any of my friends are Star Wars nerds. Yeah, as big into Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, none yeah. of mine. Yeah, definitely none of mine. For sure. No, no matter what are we at five, five, five years? We've been talking about Star Wars. One star, uh, five years. How when, did, when, at, when did we meet? At, no, it's just definitely longer than that. Five years. I well, let's see. I'm I'm turning twenty seven next week. So, and we were both in college. I think it's been at least six years. Yeah, at least, it had yeah, to be no, at least no. six, if not seven, like seven years. Because we were we were probably like maybe seven. even more actually. Yeah. Oh wow. Damn, dude, we're yeah, getting old. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was, I was kind of having a bit of a crisis the other day about it. But <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have a bunch of crises over the next few days. Let's just not talk about it. Let's move on. Let's just move on. Move on. Go, go. All right, all right. Sorry for the sorry for that tangent about uh, our midlife crisis, but but we can jump right in uh, to Midnight Horizon. So Star Wars: High Republic, Midnight Horizon uh, by Daniel Jose Older, um, and uh, this book. Um, I think just to start off, I, I kind of just want to get just very, very general impression. Um, I know, I know for me, I thought this was, I thought I would say this was a very good book. Um, I think the, just very generally, I thought the second half was better than the first half, but, but overall, I definitely enjoyed it. Is that, um, is that, I don't know, is that how you're feeling about it? Oh, yeah. I want to say I probably was enjoying it more at the beginning than you were. Okay. Um, so my level of excitement was pretty, uh, my, my level of enjoyment was pretty, pretty consistent throughout. It definitely got higher at the end as some big stuff happened. The book kicks into high gear. We get some big, some big reveals and some cool stuff at the end. So definitely I think spikes at the end there, but I did really enjoy it. I did really, really enjoy it. And I said to you before the show, and we'll talk about it where it's one of the books that doesn't, it seems like a ton of stuff is happening, but in terms of physically happening, it's it's not too much. It doesn't feel like it doesn't seem like actually too much. It's it's more such a deep exploration of so many characters, um, more so than maybe any of the books so far. Um, that I I you kind of keep it. It's it's very readable. It's propulsive, and you keep wanting to read because you really do get attached to these characters. It's so beautifully explored by Daniel Jose Older. So. Yes, I came away knowing a lot of the characters already because of High Republic Adventures, his comic. It's it, and then of course with characters like Wreath, Silas, and Comac Vitus from Into the Dark, and they're also I think they popped up in the High Republic comic. I can't remember helping to fight the Drengear with the Huts, but 
Um, I, I, I was really happy with this book and I do think it's, uh, well, we'll talk about rating at the end, but I do, I do really, really like it. I did yes. thoroughly enjoy it. All right. Yes. Yeah, so that's here. And, and honestly it is, it's, it's, I think it's very solid. And, um, I haven't read and and, uh, I guess just to also kind of give a little setting background as well. This takes place on Corellia and I did not read his other, um, uh, did, did he write a solo novel? I feel like he did. Last shot. You haven't read yeah, it. He wrote. Um, I don't think I did. That was good. Wow. Me. Wait. I, wait. I wait. That is good. Yeah, Rewind. And I read a Star Wars book that you haven't. Yeah. I don't think. I think I. I don't know if I skipped that one or what. But I just. I. Yeah. What I was going on the year Solo came out? You just disregarded that. Yeah. What I just. I didn't. I. I think I missed a bunch of this. Whatever. All the solo ones. Hey, I think me. I. I, I loved. Both. I don't know if I read all of them or or however many there were, but I don't know if I don't know if I did really any of them. I'd have to check. Oh, you're killing me because I actually think both were really good. Wow. Both, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, and I'm forgetting the, um, I'm forgetting the other one, um, that she wrote, but the I'm forgetting the name, uh, but there's the one that takes place before. Solo, which is about Han and Kira, how they meet yeah, yeah. and develop a relationship that I loved. And then, then I read uh, Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older, and he captures he the the he likes Corellia. He captures Han right. perfectly, um, and it was kind of cool because we get it's a, it takes place in two timelines. So we're in the future, we're in the current or the current timeline or whatever post post Return of the Jedi. We see okay. early on relationship with Leia. And young Ben, new newborn, and then we also go back to um, a previous adventure with Lando, and it kind of goes back and forth. And I really, really enjoyed it. So I think you should give it a go. We have a few. Listen, we're gonna have a few months. Once you're done with the, because you're you're just consuming so much Star Wars right now as you yeah. as you make your way through things. Once you, we're gonna have a couple months. We're not gonna get as much until Kenobi comes out and a couple other book releases. So I really think you should, because it would take you like a week. At most, yeah, I'd probably be able to get through that pretty fast. So I probably, oh should. yeah, you should. We should get you to should. that. And you know what? You follow through more than I do, so I I can trust you when I say you will. Yeah, and there's not going to be much else to do, so I, I probably will. <laughs> I'll probably definitely be getting to that. Um, so so this takes place on Corellia. I can tell uh, Daniel Jose Older is a fan of Corellia just because I knew he did the, the one of the solo novels as well, and um. So it starts out with the Nihil. So there's basically there's an attack on uh, on a seems like some kind of, um, you know, it, it seems like just an important person. It's a little mysterious at first, um, uh, but but the Nihil are in like a, like a building or, or place and um, and they have this character who uh, we learn more about later. Um, they're basically holding him. Like in the buildings, you know, I think the security. This is the security forces, right? They go in. They're trying to retrieve him, or do I have that mixed up? Yeah, no. So the 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 yeah. whole thing starts off with on Corellia, and we'll learn more about the the security force um, that is run by yeah. one of the main characters, Crash. But yeah. the security force is watching over a diplomat there, one of the big political companies, yeah. um, and that they they help supervise and bodyguard polit- political politicos. Yeah. So they are this, I think his name is a uh, trimout, trimout, um, 
I'm forgetting his name, but it was a big deal politician in Corellia that they were guarding. And then they're attacked by what seemed to be Nile. But no one's entirely sure because it's Corellia, right? Like, why would the Nile be so far in the core? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the Nile attack and, um, and the Nile end up, uh, they basically end up um, killing, uh, do, they kill the diplomat. Am I, am I wrong about that? They didn't. They, well, they made they? it seem like they did. Okay, they made it seem like they killed the. They made it seem like they did. did. Yeah, full spoilers. Ahead. So this is totally a spoiler. Yeah, this discussion. is all spoilers. This entire land book's only been out for two for two yeah. um, weeks, so definitely full spoilers. Yeah, so they made it seem like they killed the diplomat, but they actually end up killing one of the one of the members of the security force. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, and that is actually. Um, you know, that was actually pretty sad to me. I was like, oh, boy, that's... No, they did a really good job. Star Wars yeah. does this a lot, where they like to open a chapter or a book or, or whatever from a different perspective and then have us care about, like, do a really great job of establishing this character for this short amount of time, making you care, and then uh, ripping your heart out. And Yeah. They did it in the light of the Jedi. We got to see, like, an entire moon station or something as they... And you're like, oh, wow. And they're chronicling this guy's day or whatever and his family and his life. And then all of a sudden, and they're dead. Yep. They do it all the time. Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, but he definitely did a good, jo- good job at, like, setting the tone. Because I would say that this yeah. book is a little... It's a little lighter, I think. Uh, I think it's just... It's having a lot more fun. And I think that's yeah. due to keeping with the characters from the series. But it definitely just establishes that darker edge to it yeah yeah it, yeah it definitely does so it definitely establishes that that there are stakes uh which um uh, which i think is very important um so so ram zine uh and lula they st- it starts out with them on uh, starlight beacon um so again just kind of setting the stage um uh wreath uh is um let's see i believe he's also on starlight beacon yep um as well uh as well as comac so so this is taking place before um the events of um uh what was the other one the fallen star the events of the fall of fallen star uh as well which there's a crossover there later on but uh, so this is taking place before then. Um, uh, so uh, basically, a task force uh, is formed. So Cantum Psy, uh, Buckets of Blood, Zine, Lula, Ram, Court, and Farzala. Um, and they're sent to search for Crix. Now, Zach, you know about more about this the Crix hunt than I do. Um, I have yeah. not gotten to Star Wars: The High Republic Adventures yet. Well, just um, have us see your insanely long checklist of things to get to. Yeah, just very long. <laughs> um, uh, but they're searching for Cricks. Uh, yeah. And full disclosure, um, I do. I am not. I again, I have not read The High Republic Adventures. I was very much lost uh, for a good portion of everything involving that search, which so I think that, maybe took yeah. away from. Uh, do you think that maybe? Yeah. Before I go into, do you think maybe yeah. that kind of prevented your enjoyments at least at the beginning it, of the book? It, it could have. I'm, I'm going to be very honest. I mean, I definitely think it's possible. I think it just added to the the overall muddled feeling that I got uh, from it. I think if I had read, if I were more familiar with that, I probably would have enjoyed it much more. 
mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't. So it just it really it was just another thing that was happening where I just I didn't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't care because this Crick's person seemed to be associated with the Nile, but I was still lost, which is never a good feeling. So no, I, was like, I did to more than any of the books so far. Um, I would say this feels the most ti- the enjoyment, at least at the beginning, when all of the characters are together because they do split up for the for the majority of the book. But when all the characters are together, I would say this is the first one that's kind of enjoyment will vary on how connected you are, at least at the beginning, to the characters that have already been established. Because I feel like Into the Dark, all all of the adult novels have felt like you could they stand on their own, like you didn't need to. We, I, we're coming, obviously this is coming from people who have read all of the books, so we can't exactly approach it as people who haven't read them and don't know all the tie-ins, but they all feel like you don't need to have a previous connection with these characters from other mediums to be able to enjoy the book as more. This one, he definitely leans into his babies, because The Higher Public Adventures is entirely him and his co-creators on the comic, his his artists and, and his colors and pencilers and everything. So. Um, he definitely leans into that because these are this is his creations. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Crix is is Zine's former friend, um, and I'm forgetting the name of the uh, planet that they're from. But she, in on that planet, they aren't allowed. Being force sensitive is like a sin, and if you they they think that it's a sin for people to use the force, they think Jedi are horrible who abusing the force and its secrets and its its sanctity and its purity. So Zine, during the hyper the great hyperspace disaster that we see in Light of the Jedi that kicks off this whole era, Zine uses her powers to save people on her on her planet. But her best friend Crix um kinda uses that and when he sees that, can't believe that he feels so betrayed that she lied to him and she's been keeping this huge secret from him. So he kind of Instead of just being angry, instead of just being like upset, he actually goes the complete opposite. Ends up joining the Nile and gets actually pretty close to Markeon Row. Rises the ranks pretty quickly, and he has his own machinations going on. So this actually tie-ins with the very recent issue of High Republic Adventures. So the entire first half of the book, which I guess we'll we'll get to, but I might as well say it here because it's separate from the events of the other the rest of the book. The Lula. Buckets of Blood, uh, Farzala, they all go to, um, and, and Zine, they all go to get Crix. They find him and they arrest him. So that was a big thing that had been happening through the Higher Public Adventures. And they actually showed that moment in Higher Public Adventures, but it also happened here in this book. So that's the whole thing going on with Crix. I see. All right. So I didn't know that happened in the comics as well. So that's very yeah, yeah. They it's actually really cool. I went back after I finished that part. I went back to read the comic because it was cool to see the exact. It's written by the same person, so to see the actual dialogue and all the moments overlap and uh, be the same, and so to have it just play out on the page is actually actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was so that is that is pretty interesting. Um, I'll have to. Uh, well, of course, I'm going to read the comic at some point, but um, but yeah, that definitely adds to that. Um, so, so I'm going to skip, skip ahead just a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, they end up on Corellia. Um, and bef- now before I, I jump into everything that happens on Corellia and Crash, who I love, by the way, I don't know how you feel about Crash, but, 
Um, but uh, so Wreath does approach Comac and interrupts Comac in a, in a in a conversation with Orla, which R.I.P. Orla. Oh my gosh, you know the feels. But um, <laughs> spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't read Fallen Star. But oh, man. um, but so. Comac is basically talking about how he's struggling being a Jedi. He's having a lot. He's having a lot of trouble. And you know, we and uh, you know, we'll go into this, of course, at the at the very end. But but I just love that struggle. I love that mm-hmm. just the realness and just the raw just admission from Comac that he's having a really tough time. Yeah, and he just has no interest in hiding it. He's not doing what Elzar Man and Zelen Geos. Um, R slash were doing. He's saying he's telling Reith, no, I'm having a really hard time. <laughs> yeah. So in Orla, I'm having a really hard time. I really appreciate that. I think I actually I, I th- what I like about you see the cracks of this in Into the Dark, where we see the backstory with Orla and what went down on that mission. Yeah. That um that shows he doesn't agree with the Jedi stance on grieving and attachments. He doesn't, and he doesn't understand. He he doesn't understand. Like I was never allowed to grieve, and he has followed that has followed him for years. Um, And then with everything going on, there's this growing unease with him, and and the way that they're approaching this entire ordeal with the Nile, he's he's unsettled. He's angry. He is angry. Um, And they do a Daniel Jose Older does a fantastic job of flushing him out. I well actually what I, I I if you don't mind I'd love checking in with like all of the characters beforehand to see yeah, where they yeah. are in like in their mindsets before getting to Corellia. Yeah. So I love so we we're right there with Comac. I love Wreath Silas. It's it never it's never easy to picking up a character that was completely and fully ex- not fully explored but so explored very, by very Claudia cool. Gray. Yeah. yeah. Um and then having to bring that over and I think he does a really good job with Wreath. Wreath is someone who thought that they would spend their entire life in a library in an archives. He didn't want to leave. He didn't want adventure. He didn't want any of that. Now he actually is doing a lot of that. And Starlight has become his home. But now he's not sure what his purpose is. Right? He can't tell because he keeps moving around. He used to think that staying in one place, doing this, used to be a purpose. Now he's moving around, fighting, doing, going on these adventures, and he doesn't know what his purpose is. So it's not the most... I don't think it's the most pressing of, you know character explorations in the book but i do i like what he's doing there um we also have zine who who i love zine's one of my favorite characters and lula are two of my favorite characters in in all the higher public so far and they're they're they have this entire book i told you this last week if you wanted to give an alternate title for this book it's jedi and their very real attachments is because Daniel Jose Older loves, yeah, oh, a ton. And he loves to, he, he's having so much fun deconstructing this notion that Jedi couldn't have attachments. That, no, they have attachments. And it's, it's the biggest part of this entire book. But Zine and Lula 1,000% have feelings for each other. Yeah. 1,000%. And the first half of this book is very much them wrestling with it. They wrestle with it before anyone leaves for Corellia. Zine knows that once they find Crix, her purpose is done. She's not a Jedi. She's Force-sensitive. They took her on. They let her in. But she's not a Jedi. So what is what is her purpose? And and she wants to be in Lula's life, but she also knows she doesn't want to leave. She doesn't want to hold Lula back because the Jedi aren't supposed to be in formal relationships. 
So what is she going to do? What's her what's her life after this? And exploring her her very not just her burgeoning love for Lula. And on the flip side of that, Lula, who was given Lula Talisola, uh, apprentice to Cantum Sai, was given this leadership position, taking over the task force to find Cricks. She thinks she should be happy, but she's not. And she herself is dealing with all these feelings that she's having about for Zine, but she's it's at conflict with what the Jedi Code says. And she's always been the best of the best. She's always held herself to that standard. So those, I feel like, are four characters. And then we can get, in, get into Cantum Psy later on um, in the book because I love how Daniel Jose Older explores them and their backstory throughout yes. the whole thing in... in like the relationship between them and Comac Vitus, I love. I love ha- having the 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 both of them go back at each other as Comac's trying to figure out his way and to find if the Jedi way is the right one for him. So I just I just felt like I wanted to shout out because this is a book that's so much about the characters that we should like check in with the characters before we go into the physical stuff that happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so. So on top of that, and I did actually want to jump into Cantum as well, because we get, uh, we get, we get Cantum's flashback really almost throughout the entire book. Throughout, yeah, it starts. It starts early because yeah. Comac goes to them um, pretty early on in the book with yeah. his struggle. Cantum can sense it too. Yes. Um. So Cantum is Cantum basically falls in love with. Uh, with somebody i don't um i don't remember the name i don't know if they were atar okay atar okay but yeah yeah so cantum falls in love cantum was yoda's apprentice which i find very interesting as well so that was cool um i'm sure yoda's had that just got me thinking yoda's probably had so many apprentices and Uh, that's gotta that's gotta what is is yoda like 800 at this point 800 years old yeah 800 900 years old or something like that oh he's he's had so many apprentices. Oh, we had countless apprentices. I'm just oh, like, doesn't yeah. that mess with you, Yoda? <laughs> but, 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 uh, but yeah, so that's got to be crazy. Oh, but but so, the Yoda moments we get in this book, in terms uh, of how he teaches Cantum and the lessons uh, Cantum has to learn, Cantum. some of some of the best Jedi musings, I think, of yes. any of the books so far, on just on what it means to be a Jedi. Yep. Yep. And I love it because they're they're humanizing the experience of being a Jedi. You know, it's making it less robotic and less dogmatic and more of just a belief system. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just I thought how he approached it was just so it was so uh it was so it was it, he wasn't like attached, but it was it was emotional. He cared, you know, he showed that he cared about his battle on. Yeah, and that's not something that you what you know that Yoda always likes to teach younglings. We see it in Attack of the Clones. He's the man is uh Yoda is 900 something years old with his walking stick and still teaching younglings um basic basic lightsaber. That's and that's he's always he's always loved to teach younglings and Daniel Jose Older reinforces that both in his comic and the first couple issues that Yoda is in as well as in in this novel. But the way that he teaches Cantum, and that Cantum isn't just another student, and that, and that honestly, Yoda formed an attachment. Yep. Yoda formed an attachment, and I think that was 
so powerful to 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 read and to listen to because I did both both audible and um, physical book to to be able to witness that it I think it redefines how the Jedi should be in in a less black and white concrete way yeah um yeah. with with so much nuance yeah so much nuance it was it was extremely well done um all right so I want to. So I told you I love Crash. I want to jump into Crash. Okay, so we're on Corellia now. We're on Corellia. We're on Corellia. The 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 ta- the, the Jedi have been sent. So Wreath, Comac, uh, Ram, Cantum have been sent. Zine is going to get Cricks, but she'll join them later. But they have been sent to Corellia, and we meet Crash on Corellia. We meet Crash on Corellia. Crash, um, is a young girl. Do they say her age? She's very young. No, they don't say her age, but I would, uh, as it's it being a young adult book, I know she took over the business young from her mother. Yeah. I would say that she's around the 18 years old age, 19, 20. Okay. I feel like just to keep in line with the young adult, I can look it up though. That's what we have. Google yeah, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know if they ever specifically say her age, but but she seems pretty young. Um, but she's running a security task force. Um, that of course, as as you just mentioned, was was run by her mother, um, and uh, one of the people that was killed, the person the person that was killed in the beginning of the book, was a part of that task force, and her friend, and her friend. Uh, so that kind of that creates problems. And they were were they not a member of the um, that clan that was the the same one. Um... Yeah, Mother Fistidia was the head of yes. the the yeah. clan, and I'm I'm forgetting the name of the species yeah, as well. Um, um, keep, keep going, yeah. But yeah, she's a member of the clan. And everyone listening, I'm, I'm sure knows what <laughs> can look it up as well. But she's so a member of the clan um, of like it's kind of like the bug, almost like insectoid, you know, species. And um, and uh, so the family is trying to get revenge uh, for that death. So that's another wrinkle. In that as well, and they want Crash to be able to assist with that. So there's a lot of different things that Crash is dealing with. Um, so, so just to just to kind of show Crash a whole lot of love throughout throughout this entire book, Crash had me smiling from ear to ear for a lot of this book because a lot, a lot of just her just the life, the personality. I think that she brings to this book was one of the things that I think was very much needed because there's a lot of Jedi in this book. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, uh, it's Corellia. So there's a lot of kind of, you know, underhanded things going on, of course, on, on Corellia and she's no moral angel herself. Um, but she's a, she is very much, um, I don't know. She just seems very, very human, you know, and she's very funny. So I just wanted to say that I, I think Crash is a great character. I agree, one hundred percent. I think at first I wasn't sure what kind of character we were going to get. Just maybe yeah. too much, too much like banter, too much quick talk, too much. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of banter, yeah. Yeah, and but it, I think it ends up working in the book's favor because I think it it lends to this being dark at times, but also really fun. And I like you said the energy she brings, the life she brings to everything and she doesn't ever gets weighed down she's never weighed down she approaches she has a kind of a couple we're probably not going to touch on it too much but she has a couple of 
you know, internal conflicts within herself in terms of yeah. trusting the people in her team. Not yeah. not that they're going to betray her, but like how much does she reveal to them? Yeah. Should she be, you know, as leader, should she have to keep things close to the vest, have secrets? Yeah. Yeah. And instead of being weighed down so much by it, it's they very much lean into, no, this is family. Like, be yourself, and we are here for you. And it does it in such a fun way and, and a heartful, sincere way that doesn't feel like it's weighing her down that she is this character that goes through so much heaviness. Um, and I re- it was a breath of fresh air. There was just always a bunch of fun and life with her and her story. That I, I Sometimes I feel like in some of these books, or any books, any Star Wars books, that when we take the point, the, we take the perspective off of our main Jedi characters or our main characters, whoever they are for the book, and focus on someone else, a more human character, it doesn't always work for me. Completely worked here. 100%. And I agree with that as well. A lot of times, the human characters, I end up very much not liking the human characters. Or when I say human, I mean just like non-force-sensitive characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but here it was I wouldn't say it was the opposite, but I, I feel like Crash kind of And I love these a lot of it. Yeah, and I love the slow romance um that they kind of built up and teased at with her friend Sfino, the um the uh the performer. That by the like, end, like recognizing feelings maybe more and I love that they didn't have to worry he he Daniel wasn't worried about going straight and diving and just being realistic. Like it didn't love didn't all of a sudden happen overnight here, but I do love that relationship um, with Sfino. And we're probably not going to talk about her too much because in terms of the overall scale of things, she's not the most important character. Um, but I do also did love Sfino and like the unwavering support she had for crash unwavering. I, enjoyed, I actually enjoyed that very much as well. I was surprised how much I did. Because, again, that's one of those things that I normally don't care at all about. <laughs> but here, I thought it worked really well. I was like, this is actually very touching and very yeah. and very human. So I, I was just like, and that can often be mis- often be absent from a lot of Jedi stories. And it, it definitely made itself present here. Yeah. So oh, I think attachments all around. Um, also, real quick, Prybolt Grindelid. That's the name of the species. Grindelid. Grindelid. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. So that, that was it. So. Um, yeah, so Prybolt, um, is, 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 uh, a theme at the beginning and the end of this book. Um, so Crash, now this is where I kind of got, I got a little bit lost, Zach, so you can kind of help refresh my memory here because, and this is, again, this jumps into kind of what I wasn't the biggest fan of. There's kind of a lot of, um, I don't know if I call it minutiae. There's some there's stuff in like not the not the very beginning, but like when they when they're first on Corellia, there's things happening. That I'm just like, what is this? So there's like a pop star and there's like, so what what happened there? Because I'm just like, what? Uh, is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Um, I feel like it. The, the beginning of the book actually gets a little a little muddled. Um, it, in, it yeah, in the. In the minutia of the goings on of Corellian society, I would say um, between. So I, like I said, I feel like there's a lot that happens with, but not necessarily a lot that happens. I think he just really dove in a lot, also. Um, and so on Corellia, the first half of the book really, um, Crash, Crash is is 
finds out about the pry bolt thing. That's her, not just her coworker, not just her employee, but that's her, that's her, one of her closest friends, um, besides, besides Sfino. And she is, uh, one, she wants to know who did it. Two, she is being threatened by the rest of the Grindelids to find out who did it. You're right. And then she is also, um, she's running, I, so she's running like a con with Sfino. So Sfino is a, is a, galaxy famous performer um who is from corellia whose family is from corellia and actually works on this in the shipyards when they're not performing but the whole family is like a band which cool actually kind of cool um and that they still do shipbuilding on their on the side um then there's also the whole uh i would say rivalry with discaro who is another security firm on corellia who does bodyguard protection for for Famous people and celebrities and politicos and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there was just a lot of like the politics and the going ons. Yeah, and that that's that that stuff. I I have to I have to say that kind of dropped my yeah my interest a little bit just because it. Um, I I really didn't care much for that stuff. No, I'm there with you. I think it really is just to further crash his story. Though. I think so too. I think yeah. it's it's to characterize crash and show what she. To, yeah, basically to help characterize her, show what she does day to day, you know, her relationship with her team, which there is a payoff for that later in the book as well. Oh, yeah. And her relationship with Coronet City and Corellia and all that, which is which I thought was nice. But just the the be the just all this stuff happening and it was just it just it just didn't grab me. Yeah. Um, so I definitely got lost, I would say. All that uh, happens yeah. really within, I feel like, the first third of the book. Yeah. It's not until yeah. not until the Jedi arrive, yeah. and she and they, then conscripts. So Cantor yeah. and Comac go in their direction. Yeah. And uh, Ram and Wreath go with Crash, and they kind of yeah. both have their own ways of trying to figure out what happened with the Nile and yeah. what happened with Prybolt. So, right. um, I really think yeah, there's just a lot of times. Just uh, building up Crash and the whole society before getting into the meat of what happens. Yeah, which once they meet Crash, I was on board for for a lot of that. Oh, yeah, once they meet, it's like rapid fire. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, wow, this is like really, really fun and funny. And it was. It was really funny. I was laughing for a lot of Crash's interactions with Ram and Wreath. It was so nice to see Wreath let loose. It was so, wasn't that refreshing? It was so refreshing because he just feels like, so. and I can't remember, I'm going back to Into the Dark, and obviously he had lost his master, he almost right. lost his yeah, master. Yeah. yeah, he's had a lot of tragedy, and it yeah. feels like somebody who would just, who could be such a brooding character if he wanted, yeah. and he yeah. would just be so upset and depressed the whole time, and nothing wrong with that type of character, but it was so nice to see him actually become best friends with Ram. Ram calls him his yeah. best friend. I I loved that relationship between the two of them. Oh, I 100. That was great. The two them having Ram is a fun character, has been a fun character. He was in, he's in Higher Public Adventures. He's also he was in Race to Crash Point Tower. That's where we first meet him. Yep. Um, And he's also had a lot of stuff in his life. I, I forgot to mention he's also very he's at a pretty critical juncture in his journey because he can't feel anything. He says, like, I, after the attack on Valo, which is his home world, and where he was stationed as a Jedi Padawan, he feels nothing now. He was so angry before. 
And then he yeah. feels nothing. Yeah. The good stuff, the bad stuff, it's he's numb to all of it. Which was yeah. which which is really interesting and definitely also has payoff at the end is in terms of feelings starting to well up. But it was really nice. The three of them together, hilarious. Crash, Wreath, and Ram. Hilarious. Because yeah. they spend the next, you know, portion of the book together. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, Crash has them do that the go in the ridiculous get-ups. And the disguise is to infiltrate the party yeah. so they can Garlic hear secrets skull. and figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. what is it? The skull? The yeah, red the... skuller? <laughs> yeah, the scarlet skulls. Scarlet yeah. skulls, yeah, where they, they can't have tongues. Oh, they all, the scarlet skulls yeah. used to cut out their own tongues, vow a silence. Oh, man. Uh, it was just, it was, oh, it, was it was, you know what? The more I think about this book, the, the more fun I realize I had with it. I, I don't it's know. Really fun. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a really fun book. So once yeah, they right. once they actually get onto Corellia, it's a really really fun ride from there. Um, yeah. So they're trying to gather information, as you said. Ram and Wreath um, agree to attend this this party gathering. It's dressed up as Scarlet Skulls, um, and um, and then meanwhile then, we have Comac yeah, and Kansom trying yeah. the the regular legal route of just trying to meet with a politician and it just doesn't pan out. So they end up at the same party that yeah. Crash, Wreath, and Ram are at, which all goes to hell. Yeah. Now, it, now so, so they go to, they, there are a couple of different events, but is this the one where the Nile is there and no. they have the backroom meeting? No, no? so that's, a, yeah, that's, that's later. the, that's later on. Okay. That's yeah. a, what is that? Yeah, because that's when Discard tells her to to be quiet or yes, to yeah. hide herself. Yeah, that's the second one. So this first one, I think this is actually we can actually move from this one into that one really quick. Yeah. Um, so at this one, they a big fight breaks out. Everything goes to hell. I, yeah, and fight breaks out. Yeah, that that yeah. other per Corellian person is like they're just talking a whole lot of you smack. know what at at crash. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they're talking a whole lot of smack, but then they're also being really inconsiderate. Of Prybolt's, they don't know that it's death yet, so they call it disappearance. Yeah. Um, and she, well, she can't contain it any longer, yeah. and good for her. Yeah, she wails on the guy. Yeah, starts a brawl. Um, yeah. It's 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 a, a whole entire mess. It's so funny though, reading Kansom and Comac, just they're so straight faced during it. They're like just oh pushing this over there that way, <laughs> pushing this guy over there that way. Like you can just imagine the two of them so careful, like just strolling through the room while all this going on around them and just like deflecting people back and forth because they don't really need to yeah. try hard. <laughs> it was I, it, very funny. I just, it, oh, yeah. it, a very funny image in my head. Um, but at there, they realize that the next place that they need to get information is this giant event coming up for this superstar. Um, that I can't, you know, I can't remember what the superstar was, but it was some fake, Superstar who had had some kind of, I don't know, controversy in the news for eating Bonbrex. So, um, Ram and Wreath pulled this whole scam on them. I'm so I'm just like moving quickly to the yeah. party. Yeah. So Ram and Wreath pulled a scam on them. They get on on the on the on that performer. They get her removed. And Zine, who actually fresh off of getting cricks and, um, and also very much in her feelings because she feels like now that Chris is captured, she really shouldn't. Stand in the way of Lula's life as a Jedi. She comes back to Corellia saying that this is going to be her last adventure and she's going to leave. 
right? She's just going to help them out there and go. So she arrives on Corellia not knowing that Crash has an entire plan that to get them into this giant gala or performance thing or whatever by making Zine into an overnight sensation. So, yes, which I thought that was fun as well. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was awesome to see Zine kind of like be thrown into it as uh, just once she lands and Ram and Ram and Reese going, yeah, yeah, she'll do it. Totally, totally. Here's this video I took of her singing. Yeah, that was <laughs> in awesome. the room. That was that uh, was awesome. But so then they use that to get into the this gala where, as you were talking about, the Nile are. Yes. Uh, so the Nile actually there. Um, so Crash, uh, at, well, at first she intends to, uh, she was trying to confront, uh, the other security, uh, person, I forget his name. Discaro. Discaro. Um, and, uh, the, lo and behold, the Nile just basically just kind of, kind of barges in. Crash has to hide. And... And they're going back and forth about their deal and all this stuff. And so Crash basically finds out that Tiscaro has been working with the Nile. Um, and, you know, Tiscaro, of course, gets very defensive. Talks about who are you to, you know, judge me and, you know, blah, 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 all of that. Um, and so the Nile uh, basically, decla- he just, he, he gets up on a table, you know, declares that, um, you know, that the Nile are there to stay and, 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 you know, they're here to, you know, he starts, he starts getting very preachy basically, um, you know, about who the Nile are, what their goals are, which I I always find that stuff very interesting, um, because they think they're the good guys and and they're not. Um, but, and so, so what, so does, does someone, I feel like someone get either get shot after that. So what exactly happens after that? So it's another situation where all hell breaks loose. But yeah. the um, and this is like the last quarter of the book. So this is yeah. this is the climax. Yeah, we're getting towards the end here. Yeah, yeah. one hundred. Yeah, for sure. And um, we the Nile that was spewing his his manifesto was yeah. actually the original politician from the beginning of the book, who um, yes. he actually faked his own death, and he was working with. Oh man. So yeah, this is an entire portion we didn't um actually talk about. So at the beginning he fakes his own death with the help of a Nile um woman, Sabata Krill. And she's in the High Republic Adventures comic. And what she does is she orchestrates this um bombing on Gus Talon, which gets all of the which gets a lot of the Corellian security forces as well as all the actual Corellian Jedi that are usually stationed there to that disaster. But they never touch on that bombing. They, they don't, they, yeah, they don't touch on it whatsoever. I think it was just, it's entirely just a catalyst to get everyone where they need to be for the book. Um, right. But she is, she sets up that whole thing and she actually has been working with this politician who Crash was supposed to be guarding. But turns out he was the one actually working for the Nile as well. And um, yeah. That's what happens. So then he reveals himself as this politician and says the Nile, blah, 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 blah. And then all hell breaks loose. And, uh, well, everyone goes in different directions and a bunch of stuff happens. So you all yours. Yeah. So um, so from here, um, uh, the Nile, he basically reveals himself as, as um, a part of the Nile. All hell breaks loose. 
And from here on out, because um, like you said, we're in the, about the last quarter of the book at this point. It's almost all action. I mean, am I am I wrong when I say that? It's like it's a no. It's, it's all it's all action. It's like balls to the wall, like all action sequence um, events, and um, you know, spoiler alert. I loved every every second of it. It was a, <laughs> it was all fantastic. At this point, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. Um, you know, I couldn't stop listening because I went through the audiobook and and it was. Uh, it was very fun. It just so, felt like the natural, perfect culmination, just what the book was leading to. And it's, yeah. it was perfect action. It was fun. Each character gets like their moment to shine. Um, I, it, yeah, I, I, the last, it's, it's thrilling. It's a very thrilling, um, finale for sure. Yes. So, so at this point, they know the Nile are here. Um, so there are a few different, different sequences. Um, I know Comac and Cantum, they follow a lead at, at like a station. Was it a police station or, or was it like a bar? It was, it was a, a location where they heard that now we're gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, uh, so they, they go over there, they're tracking down the Nile. There's a really cool chase scene. Um, uh, which I'm just like, boy, I just I need to see this. They have to make this somehow. But there's a really there's a really really cool chase scene, um, and um, uh, and they do end up catching up to the the person they were chasing. Uh, but then weren't didn't they reveal that they were also like either a victim or a pawn or something along those lines, right? Yeah, something um, like that. I'm fuzzy around that detail. Yeah, but um, uh, but I remember that, and that was really cool. And um, uh, there's Ram and uh, Zine and Lula and Wreath. And um, where were what were they doing at this? Because they were kind of going back and forth between. So it goes back and forth. But originally, they thought that the um, Nile were trying to destroy all of the Corellian ships. Because this is where all of these the galaxy's largest star cruisers right. are constructed. So yeah. they thought that the, including the Jedi's like long beams and, and all of their ships. So they thought the Nile were trying to destroy it so that no one could help or that they'd cripple the fleet. Turns out it's the other way around. The Nile actually were trying to take it. Cantum right. theorizes that they are trying to do it so that they can kind of gloat in the victory or that, that you know, that they could use it to wreak more havoc. Because by that point, we didn't even touch on the Starlight Beacon disaster and that point it had happened um and we can return to that after because i think we have more stuff to in terms of the character's journey so i i think we could like leave that for the end of this this talk in terms of where the characters go and where they end up but they uh they end up and uh what ends up being really cool is kansom says no no we now need to destroy all of the ships yeah so they just wreak havoc on the entire shipyard to prevent the Nile from getting any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there. So at this point, it's an all-out brawl. The Jedi are fighting. What seems at this point, it seems like hordes of Nile. It seemed like it seems like there yeah. were so many. They there were all camped out on Corellia. Yeah. It was a big. It was a big surprise to me. I was not so expecting. So deep in the core. Yeah, they were deep. You know, deep they're in the all core. over. Um, 
That was very disturbing. You should be very worried about that for the future yeah. of the High Republic era. Just saying. Yeah, very disturbing that that the Nile <laughs> are all over Corellia like this. So that was like wow. So, um, so they're all fighting. Um, as you said, they have to destroy the. They have to destroy the ships because they deduce that the Nile are trying to use the ships to go to Starlight Beacon. This guy's is eight. Um, but instead they're going to, they're basically going to cause more chaos and kill more people and cause, and just, just create more mayhem. Um, which all of this kind of ties back into Markion Rome. Like, did he plan all of this? It's like, my goodness. That's you. He he has to though. The way they set it up, make it seem like it's, um, Sabata Krill, but you have to assume that. This would be part of a larger scheme, because at this point it doesn't feel like anything this coordinated. Yeah, you feel like this would have to be. Yeah, it's too coordinated for it not to be. I'm like, wow, this is like my man's got plans on top of plans on top. This is like Palpatine level Mm -hmm. machinations. (laughs) Like, wow. Oh yeah. So yeah. So this is really. And so at this point, I'm like, wow, this is like, oh, this is a very, very serious. uh, event going on so uh, so at this point um uh so they're basically just trying to stop trying to stop the ships they're still fighting um so there are a couple of things that happen ram uh ends up jumping because they they end up taking a ship the nile up getting a ship trying to leave ram takes it ram just says screw it i have to go and do this myself uh for some reason um, uh, which had me very distressed. I was very concerned for his <laughs> for his well being. Um, uh, but Ram jumps in a ship, goes out to stop them. And honestly, to me, this was a little a little. I feel like this was a little murky as well in terms of what he did in the ship. Oh, I lost I lost track. Yeah, the, yeah. When, when he was in the ship, I'm like, okay, so did he did he did he shoot them down? I know he was in it and he was going. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what did he do? And then Wreath was injured, and Wreath yeah. he stored Wreath somewhere, but then Wreath ended up yeah, on the ship, me. on a ship that Ram was targeting. I got very confused. I won't lie. It, it, yeah, it I was a little murky. I, I was hoping it wasn't just me because I was like, this was a little. Uh... It's not just you. Okay. It's not just you. Okay, maybe it'd be different because I, at that point, I was actually I listened to that section. Okay. So maybe. If I had read it, it'd be a different story. But oh, I, you are not probably. the only one. You are not the only one. Yeah, because I was, I was, I was um, a little bit confused by that. Um, exactly what happened there. But I, either way, I love that he went anyway. Uh, and I thought it was a good moment for character growth. Um, so, so Wreath, uh, which as as you said, you said he hid Wreath. Wreath, um, if I'm not mistaken, he ends up getting getting hit. There's a scar on this man's face. Yeah. He's got a nice cool scar. Yeah. So he he ends up, you know, uh, barely making it out alive, you know, to be frank. I was very worried for his well-being as well. Um uh so that was very intense. Um Comac, which we didn't get into this as well. Uh Comac is being a surprisingly brutal and it's oh, very yeah. distressing to Cantum. Oh, that and moment he, he has where he where he breaks down to Cantum and says, what we are doing is not working. 
How yeah. many people need to die? How much do we have to endure before we realize that our peaceful way is not going to stop these marauders? Yeah. And he gets violent. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. I mean, like, no, obviously no violence. Right. But yes, question the Jedi Order because it is fallible and they are making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this kind of chaos. Though, uh, and, and just, to, just to kind of deviate just a little bit. Just to, So to be fair to them, I don't know if anything that they, I don't know what they could have done to prevent this. Um, you know, no, but, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, just being honest, Markion Roll is just that, he's just that powerful for some reason. I, I don't know what they could have done to prevent this. But enough, maybe I'm just mad about where the order ends up going that I'm taking it out on this era. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know, but I yeah. do, uh, listen straight up. I don't, I don't like their attachment rules either. So there's a oh, bunch yeah. of stuff yeah. currently yeah. that, that, um, that, and maybe it's cause I don't like how Stellan Geos felt like he was backed into a spotlight and had to prefer yeah. it. Maybe it's just yeah. me getting attached to the characters and then getting upset at the order. That's, that's probably more of what it is. Cause I think they're actually better in this era than they are in, they completely lose their way in the prequel era. Um, yes. for who they are and getting involved in a war so there's it's me just getting preemptively upset that's that's it i'm sorry i'm so sorry please back on track ignore right, me so 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 back on track and you're and you're totally cool with feeling that way I and mean, I, I don't i don't disagree generally but thank you thank you but so so comac is, is totally losing it and I'm I'm with you. I'm all I'm all, I was I was totally here for it. It was very disturbing, but I'm just like this is very entertaining to watch or, or listen to. Um. So. And um. So and of course, as all this is happening, Cantum is still flashing back, uh, to their their time with with Yoda, uh, with their significant other. I forget I forgot uh, their name as well. Atar. And um. I got you on all those tiny little details. Thank you. <laughs> I can't remember important things in my mind, but for the really, really small stuff that really has no importance to my wider life, I got you. That's 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 why I need you. <laughs> um. So. So as all this is happening, and Zach, you know, you, I'm sure you probably know what I'm about to bring up. So as all this is happening, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as all of this is happening, who shows up? Of all the people to show up now, they say, "Oh, a little, a little figure in the distance." I'm like, "No, I, 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 I listen. Call me by surprise because I didn't know. I had, I really wasn't. I, listen, I was actually surprised because it immediately. I was like, "No, here, this is where Yoda shows up. This oh is where Yoda shows up." Oh my God! He shows and does up. He, he shows up in style. Oh boy! Oh boy! Does he show up? Yoda shows up and just starts taking guys out, and he Wait, stops an entire trawler by himself. An entire trawler full of Nile. He says, "Where are you going?" And just stops the Nile. And I'm just like, "Wow!" Oh Anyone that was upset about seeing Yoda. Doing flips and everything in the prequel oh, era and showing off his horse. You're not gonna like this because he's still obviously it's 200 years before that. But yeah, Yoda goes off. He just Yoda goes, goes off. He's he just flipping goes, through people, not, slicing people left and right, going left, right, flipping up in the air over people's heads, using the force on insane levels. 
oh man, it was just, it was a delight, man. It was awesome. It, what a moment to introduce such a character. Like, that character should have that type of moment, and we don't always get to see that. No. He had his moment here. Oh, absolutely. He 100% had his moment. Um, this is the basically the Master Yoda that, that, that you would have expected and wanted. So... <laughs> So I was totally, totally giddy and pleased with Master Yoda's very sudden appearance. Um, and honestly, uh, to be totally honest, did they, did they explain? Because honestly, I was just in a in a I was in a haze of joy while this was happening. Did they explain like why and how? I don't even know that totally. It totally makes sense plot wise that he would show up there at that we moment. No clue. We have no clue. But so he, he went, just showed yeah. up. He just showed up. We have and no I did not care. And he shows up with someone too. And he shows up with someone who's like a mystery person. Bandaged a mystery to everyone around to everyone else in the book. We have no clue. Except Yoda. I course. don't know. And I didn't know if you knew. I know you read the comics, so I didn't know if this was a person that was introduced before. He, but I, I you know, the only person it even sounds like a little bit is someone that if you're reading the current Star Wars run. Like in terms of completely bandaged up, there's there's a there's a character, a, like an assassin, but there, obviously it's not because this is two, this is hundreds of years before. Right, so yeah. I have no clue. I have no clue, and it's not explained in the comic whatsoever. In the comic, in the first couple issues, I can't remember if it was the first, second, or third, but Yoda goes missing, or he stores away on a Nile ship or something to find out whatever some information, and we literally have not heard a single thing about him since. He's yeah. not in any of the comics. He's only mentioned in glancing when characters go, man, I wonder where he is. Man, we could have used him. Man, 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 where's Yoda? And yeah. then then he just pops up here. No he clue where he's from. No clue how he knew where to be. I have zero clue. I'd love to think that it's his connection to Cantum. I'm just like, that. Well, yeah, it's nice. so strong. And I'd love to touch yeah. on, I know we touched on it briefly, but I would also love to talk about that a little more when, when you know. When the opportunity arises, just the, the a relationship and attachment that they had in the back flashbacks. But yes, I have no clue where he came from, but he shows up and it's totally OK. I'm OK with it. It's and we're not going to we're not going to get an explanation for a year and a half to two years. I hope you know that. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but I, I don't care. And and, and I, I, I do kind of want to know where he's been. I feel like we're going to I feel like we're going to get that. We're going to get um, it for sure at some point. But I do want to know where he's been. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it I don't think they I don't think they need to. It's not one of those things oh, that it that it's yeah. that it's you know the entire the entire story structure hinges on where Yoda's been and that right. making yeah. sense. It doesn't it doesn't yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, but it would be something really nice to know because it would be I, nice. it, it's going to play, but it's going to be important. It's one of those things that you know it's going to be important because it's Yoda, and yeah. the way he ends the book, he ends the book by saying. We ha the only way we're going to be able to go forward and defeat the Nile are by diving into the secrets of the past. So you know that whatever he learned, we're both going to learn about in this phase two when we travel back in time. But that it's he and uh, him, his information, his story, and and himself are going to play a big part in phase three. They have it has to has to. Yeah. So so there's so and we're going to get into into the starlight stuff as you said starlight beacon stuff but um so they end up you know quote unquote saving the day of course there's you know 
casualties and, and all of that, but they but they do end up at least stopping the Nile on Corellia from getting to Starlight Beacon. Um, with the help of Yoda, of course. And so the kind of just to to kind of put a put a bow on the on the ending um here um for all, up. to oh yeah oh oh I teared I can I, I, think, I think this is the and I don't tear up very much I might have teared up a little bit I don't know yeah. are we both talking about the same exact moment because I don't know but I, well I'm talking about the variant when oh. they're when they're when when with Comac. I'm talking about the very okay. So I'm a little bit before that because oh, that really? got me also. But okay, so <laughs> you're talking about tying up on the bow. Um, before the Comac yeah. thing, Wreath getting knighted. Yeah, yeah. Wreath getting knighted, and yep. then Wreath having all of his masters acknowledge that. Listen, it's not about having a purpose or necessarily a direction. Sometimes that's the journey. Sometimes yep. that it figuring it out is part of it, and you don't have to have. A specific place in mind and he's always been held to having starlights his home the jedi temple on coruscant was his home like he has to have this place as as his purpose and it's okay to not have that and to be going forward and figuring it out and to when yoda goes all your masters you know gathered here are telling you you're ready and you don't but you're calling us liars you don't think you're ready and yeah. I, I, I just, I cried the way, cause you know what? The audible, the, the audio version puts the music in and everything yes. and the music swells and you feel it. And I started crying. I'm on my way to work. This is Tuesday. <laughs> I'm driving my way to work. I'm like two minutes away and I'm like, dang it. I'm a mess as I'm parking the car <laughs> and I'm listening to this. I'm like, geez. Oh man. Oh, uh, that just really, it felt so earned. Like even oh, between the, into oh. the dark, the yeah. small appearance in the comic, and then here in this book. It's such a natural progression for the character. It's so well done. It's just so well done. It it's one of the it's it's one of the first knightings we've seen in the High Republic era. It is there's yeah. so much going on. We know yeah. Keeve was knighted at the very yeah. beginning of, this, of the series, but nothing had happened yet. So there was no there was no hyperspace disaster or anything else yet. And since then, I don't think anyone's been knighted. No. Not at least that we've seen. Yeah. And so there are characters that we know are supposed to be knighted soon. Lula looks like she'll be knighted soon. Yeah. Everyone's waiting for that. Um, we saw Cantum, you know, we saw Cantum struggle with being knighted yeah. in in his flash in I'm sorry, in their flashbacks. My my mistake, in their flashbacks. But I, we haven't seen anyone knighted so far. In, in this first year and a half of storytelling, or this first year of storytelling, it felt so earned. It was a great moment because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it was, it was a great moment. And to be knighted in front of Master Yoda himself. In front of Master Yoda himself. I mean, there, you, it, there, isn't, there isn't, you can't get more, a more legitimate knighting than, than a knighting like that. So, um, so that was, not that there are illegitimate ones, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So... So yeah, that was a very impactful moment, and then and then on top of and then Zach. So and then to right after that, you know, after right that, after, right after that, there was no, there was, <laughs> there's no space in between. Right there's after no, that, there's no talk. There's no, there's, there's no anything. No, oh, that's so great. Let's go have some cake. Let's go relax. Let's go. Let's go. I don't know. Clean up a little bit. Right after he gets knighted, after all this tragedy. Comac says, 
here, take my, here's my lightsaber. Reese is like, what? He's like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. What? And, and, and he's, and, and Cantum, oh. and he tells Cantum, this isn't just a walkabout. This isn't me taking some time off like yeah. you did. No, it's like, I'm done. I am no longer a Jedi. Look, I look. I I respect Comac. I very much like Comac as a character. This is like, this is the the oh I'm going to I'm going to go pick up some milk and then you just never come home. This the, is like, the I'm turning to the dark side. Yeah. This is. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this is the I'm done with the Jedi way, and yeah. and we saw him give in to his darker tendencies, but it was so nice when he told Reith that you know you taught me. I told you when oh, I when you asked me to be my master, I'm going to you know that you would teach me just as much as I would teach you. Yeah. And so I'm really, I'm I want to know where he goes. I want oh, to know. I don't think he's going to be integral to the overall story, but I want to know what happens to him because that's that yeah, that is two people in Wreath's life. So he has lost he lost his first master, Jorah Mali. Yeah. Who Jorah, after she yeah. fought in. She fought the battle of, um, I think it was Kerr against it, against the big forces of the Nile at the end of Light of the Jedi. Of then Jedi. we also she, he his 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 master's former apprentice Des Ryden, who went through traumatic experiences with the Dranger in yeah. Into the Dark, goes on like a soul searching spiritual journey, and so doesn't have him, and we don't know if he's doing all right. And then now his mas current master doesn't just leave him after being knighted. He leaves the entire Jedi Order. The whole order. So I'm done. You you may never see me again. I'm like, what? This poor kid. Not on the I, level I, I of like Bell Zedifar. Not on the level of Bell Zedifar in terms of like most traumatized by, no, no, by everyone not. around him getting hurt no. or injured or killed. But, yeah, <laughs> but he's lost like three people in his life in different ways. Yes. I, I'm, I'm just, let's just say I'm very happy he's made a whole new set of friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He needs it. He's going to need it right absolutely. now. He definitely needs it. I, He'll, <laughs> this, is, this is supposed to be a positive po a point in his life, and this is definitely not. No, the ending of this book is, this whole book is filled with hope. And fun and friendship and attachments yeah. and love, 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 love. Like yeah. it is filled with love. It's bursting to the brim with love, both love for these characters that DJ Older writes with, but then with all the characters and their relationships, obviously. But you know it ends on a very particularly sour note. Oh, it does. And you know what else got me? Uh, when Comac felt that Orla was, was done, when he felt that she, that she was gone. Okay, so there are a few things that I definitely want to like backtrack on. So yeah, this is the book is over, so we've really gone through the book, and we'll yes. we'll talk about our our overall thoughts. So everything's tied up at the very end. Comac leaves. Wreath is a knight. Um, Zine Zine says she never wants to leave Lula. Right. That that. Yes. So now we'll talk about the whole Starlight thing. Um, and then we also get we know that Yoda sent out a message to everyone, asking everyone to gather at Coruscant. At the temple on Coruscant, yes. um, so which echoes the whole "stay away from Coruscant" by Obi Wan in um, "Yeah." I don't know if that was purposeful, but I think it's kind of cool. It just feels like a really important, cool, like shivers up your spine type moment when when Yoda's telling you, "Gather everyone on Coruscant." Yeah, 
It's time. I, I'm very, I'm very upset that I'm not going to see what happens when they gather on Coruscant. for two years. For years. Two years. If if phase two lasts anywhere near as long as phase one, and that time that we're going to get between March and October, two years until we get anything else. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like I mean, we're spoiled. Be the best but thing I've ever, I've ever seen. Because. I, yeah, and well, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> you know it's going to be good. It, this this group of writers. Did you see that they? Oh my god, I'm getting off topic. Whatever. I'll get. We'll talk about it at the end. But there are definitely some things I want to talk touch back on. So I want to touch. I want to touch on um, kind of where all the characters end up. I do want to touch on the whole reaction to Starlight because each of them has some kind of reaction to it. They all feel it. Yes. Um, and then I also want to touch a little bit more on the Cantum Yoda and Lula attachments that yeah, we get through Cantum's yeah. backstories. Yes, very fun. Um, so in any order, you can you you this is your show lead. Um, so we can touch on the Cantum Cantum Yoda Lula stuff. Um, yeah, okay. That was very fun. So I was very shocked. So of course we get the we're going through the flashbacks. We see Cantum and um and Cantum's I'm never gonna get their name. I'm just I'm never gonna remember their name. But Atar Atar the circus performer, which which was very jarring, which was very jarring by the way, because I know there are circuses everywhere there, but. It just, I don't know, in the age of like floating yeah, operas. I, I, I don't mind it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I minded it. Uh, I think logically, logically, it makes sense. It's in line. Yeah. There are still like entertainment acts throughout the galaxy. Yeah. It makes sense. And some planets are more advanced than others. It just makes sense. I just think listening to it at that moment made me go, uh, uh, say, uh, a circus? Regular acrobats? Like, just, <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah, it probably is pretty weird when you can just jump in a spaceship and go to space. Yeah, you know? yeah, it just in, in that same universe, people go to circus. You know, yeah, but. it just it just in my mind there was a it, 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 wait, huh? But you're it it logically obviously it made sense. Um, but yeah, Cantum uh, develops these feelings for Atar. Yeah, and and which I love that um, you know they they so they revisit this. Again, they they kind of they they jump through time throughout these different flashbacks, mm-hmm. and we see that Cantum does end up, of course, as we see, um, staying with the order, and and they struggle with it. He yeah they they I made the pronoun mistake again. I apologize. They left. Yeah, they yeah, they, were, they were they with, legitimately left. They, were, they they were with, and Yoda said. Yoda kind of let them. He or he was like, you know, you have to make a choice. And and honestly, when when he was saying that, I could I, and I don't know if if I'm forgetting the narrator's name, but I don't know if he meant to. But I could kind of hear like he doesn't want he doesn't want Kingdom to do this, but he knows that they need to just experience this. Um, even if it's and, not. Even if Yoda doesn't like, I, I, I don't know if I picked up on the narrator putting like a little bit of regret or, or sadness into Yoda's voice. That's yeah. definitely reinforced when Cantum yeah. returns. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's definitely reinforced when Cantum comes back. And and that just again, it's just it's so again, just very just a very like human, even though Yoda's not a human, but a very a very like feeling kind of moment. Yeah. You yeah. I, it's, it's a it's, very real moment. It's so so Cantum everyone thinks that Cantum is going to be a knight. And for some weird reason, they haven't been knighted yet. Yeah, yeah. No one knows why. They are great in their use of the Force, lightsaber skills, proficient at everything they do. But for some weird reason, they haven't been knighted yet. And Cantum, hims- Cantum themselves can't understand it. So uh, they're wondering what's going on. And then he starts to develop these feelings. And Yoda... Cantum's not sure because they know that they know that those feelings aren't right for a Jedi to have. And so Yoda says, you have to figure this out for yourself. You need to figure out if this is what you want. You need to clear your head. And Cantum puts down their lightsaber and walks away. Yeah. And and he's telling, and they are telling Comac this. And Comac, throughout the entire book, is someone who's already wrestling with what is going on and the darkness he feels. So you know that Cantum's story had an effect on Comac. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and you, you know what's very interesting? I actually didn't, didn't quite pick up on that, but I think you're absolutely right. Um, because you're right, Cantum is is telling is telling Comac all of this um, in an attempt to to really to help Comac resolve everything that he was going through, which I thought was really cool as well throughout the book. But I think you're right. I think that did end up end up helping Comac to to end up making his decision to to ultimately just walk away. Um, I I think it's. I think it's really great, though, that we got Cantum's story like this because we haven't heard of a Jedi that leaves and come backs, comes back. I I, I don't I, I don't we, remember have we had that ever had that. Before? We've had Jedi leave in, in canon, not in, in canon. I don't think we've had in canon a Jedi that leaves and comes back. Like I can't remember any. I'm sure maybe I, over the over I don't know. I we. It's surreal because you're just thinking, how could how could any Jedi leave and come back? Like, what? and then you're also thinking, how how could Yoda allow this? Like, that's an okay thing. This this yeah, order feels so black and white and Yoda, sometimes. And I and another thing I love about this is like Yoda in the prequels seemed like the maybe besides Mace Windu, possibly he seemed like the most strict one. Yeah, I'm telling but, you, something happens in Phase Three, man. Something happens in Phase Three. Maybe, I'm still yeah. putting it out there that the Elzar Avar thing becomes a thing. Maybe that ruins that ruins relationships. Because I'm like, everyone. this Yoda is just is such is it's the most Zen chill Yoda. That th- this is the Yoda that you would want to be mastered by. Yes. Oh, 100. percent And I love and, that we he when Cantum finally returns, Yoda is. You think it was easy for me to leave for for me exactly. to let you go? Oh, it wasn't, and there's sadness there. Like, there was feeling there the feel. for, for Yoda. Oh, man. Oh. But then what brings, what brings Cantum back 
is they stumble upon Lula. And Lula teaches them to to let go, to to know what it means to love and let go. That it isn't about not loving. It's not about not forming attachments. Yes. But it's about trust. It's about trust. It really is about trust and letting go and and letting the person in your life, whoever they are, just. Yeah, to not be so weighed down by it, to trust in them, and to I, I just, I was so moved by the entire story with Cantum, the entire story, and it's the musings on what it means to be a Jedi. It really is. It's, I think it's the musings on, in so many ways, Cantum feels in the same way I said Bell Zetafar feels mm-hmm. like the light of the Jedi, like what the Jedi aspire to be—that pure yeah. beacon of hope and light amid all the darkness that surrounds them. Feel the same way about Cantum. Yeah. Someone who has been tested, who left, who learned, who loved, and still came back. And I think doles out some of the best wisdom in all of the book. Yep, absolutely. I I, I 100% agree with that. And honestly, when it comes to 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 Yoda's. I guess his transformation from from this Yoda to the to, to the to the uh, Skywalker saga Yoda. I think if this Yoda, I think this Yoda could have prevented he could have prevented really everything from happening. To be totally honest, but oh my goodness, yeah. This, he also could have prevented Dooku from turning. But I, yeah, um, I think that's. I think we knew that it was going to be. I don't know. Going into this, that. The High Republic would, or no, I don't want to, not the word retcon because now I'm taking any actual events and changing anything. Yeah, they're not. But kind of just re-altering the stance on attachments and relationships. Yeah, to just tell. To at least not make it feel so black and white. Yeah, I feel like, and I don't know, I don't know if it's just me. I get the feeling there's a very deliberate effort by the all of these authors, like a almost a unified effort. To like totally rework that whole attachments thing. Yeah. Like yeah. to just and make it much less, you know, disturbing, you know, just dogmatic and just, you know, you can't love. Like, how is that going to work in reality? Like, in, in a lot of ways, what Anakin says in Attack of the Clones, and I brought this up on this show multiple times, fits right. in with yeah. this whole High Republic era. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Jedi. Like you could say, like we're we're forbidden to have relationships and attachment. Attachment is forbidden, but you could say compassion, which is which I would call uncon- unconditional love, right, is the essence of a Jedi. And so you could say we're we're encouraged to love, and I'm like that sentiment would have been right at home with the yeah. Jedi of the High Republic. Oh my God, are you kidding me, Anakin? If Anakin was around during the High Republic era. My dude would be, he'd have some therapy. Yeah, he would, <laughs> he would be, he would be a-okay. Say, Somebody hey, would have felt that. not be a Jedi anymore. Go ahead. Take however long you need to that not be a okay. Jedi. That is okay. You want to, you know what? You want to have a relationship with Padme, figure out things. See, you, you take your time. You take, you, we are here for you. Yeah. We are here for you. It's all, you know, everyone has a different path, but no, I'm telling you, it's deliberate. It has to be deliberate. That I think something is going to happen, whether it be Phase Three, whether it be the Acolyte TV series, I don't know. Something set prior to the Skywalker saga will have the Jedi fall 
harder and stricter on the no attachments rule. Yeah, yeah, I think because I think it's so open like, here, it's, it's rare, so open yeah. here that it mm -hmm. has to be so. There has to be a reason it's so closed. Then, yeah, I, I mean, I think you might be right because, like, it doesn't make sense for the Jedi to again just to think that and they mentioned this in i forget which novel they actually they, honestly they may have mentioned it a few times but they say that you know padawans you know it's kind of you kind of let them look they're gonna flirt right they're gonna flirt yeah they're gonna you know do their Reed thing mentions that he, you know his solution to having a crush is having all the crushes yeah <laughs> like come on like you, like, and the masters know this. The masters know they're gonna flirt. Yeah. They know they're gonna be teenagers. They know they're gonna grow and form attachments and things like that. They just don't want them to like get married and have kids because they know they're living beings with emotions and hormones and right. body bodily functions. <laughs> right. like, it, it just it, it doesn't make sense. This is what we're suppression of emotions though. Does not that not lead to the dark side a little bit? Right. When you when yes. you know when you have to suppress yourself so much in so many different ways that that listen, I'm not saying all of them all of a sudden are angry and everything, but the the dark side lets you feel your emotions and you need to feel your emotions. It's an integral part to living. Exactly. So and uh, uh, just, I think I think the only time that I've seen anyone in like the prequel era or or sequel, you know, the Skywalker saga era. Anyone like entertain that was in the Obi Wan and Anakin comic, which yeah, have you have you read that comic? Yes, but I I gotta tell you that four what is that four years ago, and I am yeah, it's a while ago. It's over my yeah, I, I honestly couldn't remember the specifics of what happened. <laughs> and I, I I don't I, I trust me I the specifics of that a little murky. Um, but I do remember, and this is a running theme throughout that entire comic, was that Anakin wanted to leave the Order. And Obi -Wan, yes, 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 and, yes, I remember. And yes. Obi-Wan was going to let him. Obi-Wan wasn't going to eat. And I loved it, because he wasn't fighting him on it. He was very content with it. He was just like, if this is what you got to do, then I'm not going to fight you. You know? And, and Anakin's like, he, Anakin, Anakin said he hadn't decided yet. Obi-Wan's like, well... You know, it is what it is. And, you know, until you decide, you're my Padawan and I'm going to do what I can to help you. And that was the most chill. And I'm just like, this is how they all should be. <laughs> well, this is coming from a guy who was very much in love in his life. Yes. Duchess Satine exactly. said he would, yeah. in the episode, if I'm correct, he yeah. says he would have left yes. the order. He absolutely did. He said he would have left. He would have wanted. left the order. My God, I want it. Can I get an alternate universe where that happens? Oh my god, I, I can't deal with the Star Wars multiverse. That would be way too much for me. Yeah, right. I don't you could fine, fair enough. I let me I retract my <laughs> statement. I don't need a what if Star Wars. I I'm actually <laughs> on the complete other side of that. I don't want that. But I would have loved to see if like oh, for yeah, somebody would... who Obi Wan just seems someone who who would allow for different things. And yeah. and so you're right. Awesome. I forgot That's about that. Awesome. Do you think we're gonna get any Satine mentions in, in this series? Oh. Mm, yeah you know what after 20 years on your own with time to like muse on your life and your decisions maybe not and maybe not a specific like not a i don't know if there would even be a flashback but maybe just a a thought or a mention i think i, I feel think like I feel, like I feel like there should be 
Um, yeah, I think I think he should ponder his life and his life's decisions. Everything just went to hell. He yeah. he literally, you know, he just exactly. lost his best friend, brother, best friend slash brother slash Padawan uh, to the dark side. He almost had to kill him. And, you know, it, yeah. you, you have to be having like a life crisis. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. Oh, man. But yeah, so that so, was that was the relationship was that. with Cantum's story that yeah. I wanted. I and um, it turned into a twenty minute discussion on attachments and feelings, <laughs> which I love. So I'm I'm here for that. But then the other part we want to talk about was the the, the whole reaction to Starlight Beacon, is yeah, I think he so. does a, I think Daniel, Jose Older does a great job of weaving in that moment of trauma and loss in the middle of this book. Yes. Yeah. That oh. that it, it is something that far and wide Jedi would feel. Yeah. Like a great light going out. Yeah. And just so many lives lost. Um, yeah. Comac feels Orla. And you know that sense also Comac on oh. another downward spiral. Yes, it does. Oh my goodness. Oh. This, uh, he, if he was questioning, he was questioning things before and it, everything that happened in this book just further, um, that just further committed to him leaving things behind. What yeah. I, I felt so bad. Yeah. I felt so bad. And then, for, uh, for and then we had Zine and Cantum, who both don't know if Lula is alive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lula, Cantum's Padawan, Lula, Zine's love. Yeah. Also part of the whole team from the Higher Public Comics, so they know, they don't know if Court's alive. And far as all I know, these are characters you're not familiar with. But when you read it, you're going to develop an attachment to all of them. Because... <laughs> Because I, I actually really like the comic. I don't love it. I don't like it as much. I'm not, I don't enjoy it as much as, say, the main High Republic comic. But if there's one thing they do, it's these characters' relationships that are, are perfect. So you will develop a love for them. And Zine and Cantum have no clue if any of them are alive. No clue. But Zine refuses to give up on them. Zine, Zine will find Lula, which... Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. for the next issue of High Republic Adventures. I'll just say that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to be catching up in that soon as well. Um, but yeah, it's very sad. Very, very sad. Um, you know that that we don't know what's going on with Lula. Um, and jeez, was there anything else that we missed that we didn't get through? In terms of the Starlight, or just the book in general? Uh, well, both. Starlight and the book. Uh, no. Ram feels it like everything went off, and that was also his friends. Um, Comac felt Orla. Yeah. Cantum and Zine felt Lula. Wreath just felt like... Because Wreath, who had come to see Starlight as his home. So further on that, what is my path? Yeah. I just lost yeah. my home. Where do I go yeah. from here? Um, yeah. So so it's, it's, it's a big moment, but I love... Uh, this is one thing we didn't talk about. Um... The, all the Corellians going for light and life. Oh yes, that was cool. It's, and it's, didn't didn't Yoda get them to say it? I was Wasn't it Yoda or was it Crash? Or or was it was it one of the others? Uh, I can't remember. I really I can't like, remember. I like he said it at least once, and I was like, he probably did. So cool. Either way, it was like a battle cry. Yeah, and it was, it was so awesome cool. because even after that, and with all of them knowing what happened to Starlight and Corellians yeah. being painted. Corellians were painted the entire book the entire as book. these uptight, snobby, I don't care about yeah. the rest of the galaxy, I only care about my own home here on Corellia. Yeah. And uh, to see at the end of the book for a lot of them to band together and 
fight off the Nile and say we are all the Republic for light and life. It was yeah. a hair-raising moment. Hair-raising moment. Yeah. And I, I like that they... I love it how connected the galaxy feels. Yes. I do. Which which we never get to see because every time we see it on screen, the galaxy's at war or in disarray, whatever it may be. Like, starting Phantom Menace, peop, you know, a bunch of uh, different factions are already just against each other at each other's throats yeah and uh, and that's that's going to be happening everywhere because even in this yeah. high republic era there are a bunch of the outer rims not consolidated there right. are still a bunch of criminal, criminal syndicates and factions but to to see everyone united behind chancellor so um and her um you know we are all the republic mantra it's just, it's heartening and it's it's really nice to actually it's nice to have a ton of jedi it's nice to see the galaxy united. It's just nice. It's just nice. But yeah, I think we co- I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, so I guess we can get to ratings. Um, so I, I'll, I'll let you start off first. What What would you give this book out of ten? Well, I have to give this book out of ten. I would probably give it an eight and a half. I'd say I'd probably give it an eight and a half. Um, I think I do think that a lot of enjoyment of the book will depend on how connected you are, at least with the first half, to the High Republic comic adventures characters. Um, but that the book does the most beautiful job of all of the books. So it's not my favorite of the High Republic era books, but its message on attachments and love is my favorite. Because none of the books have explored it as deeply as Daniel Jose Older has. And it is a beautiful, sometimes heartbreaking, sometimes tragic, but ultimately fulfilling exploration of what it means to be a Jedi. How how Jedi have to love because they are not human emotion. They are not emotionless robots. They are beings with feelings and all of these characters... I loved all of these characters. Like, there is not a character in here that isn't meant to be annoying, right? Like, Discaro is meant to be annoying. Right. Uh, all these other characters, there's the Mother Fastidia and the Grindelas are meant to be a little slimy and, and controlling. It, if you aren't those characters, the, the rest of this cast I absolutely adored. I loved. I knew a lot of them already from the other books and from the comic series. I think it's fun. It's one of the most fun High Republic era novels. It's just, it's nonstop. Um, it's packed to the brim with character moments. So it's not my favorite, but I, I do think it's definitely, it's up there. It's, it's so an eight and a half out of 10 for me, for sure. All right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd probably give it the same rating, which I know is kind of boring, but, but it's, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Listen, we're just on the same wavelength, man. Yeah. We're on the same yeah, wavelength. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I listen, I didn't ask you, I didn't ask you if you wanted to do this show because, you know, we constantly argue and, you know, I don't want to talk to you and, and we're in each other's face all the time. We're at each other's throats. Ah, ah, we're, we're on the same wavelength with Star Wars. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much on the same, same wavelength here. So, so I'll give it an 8.5 as well. Um, and that's really is a testament to. Daniel Jose older and how well he was able to work with these characters. Cause when I, when I was approaching probably the middle of the book, I was a little like, okay, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I wasn't down on it, 
But I was like, "Ooh, this might be one that I'm not that I'm not too big of a fan of." Um, but it ended up getting much, much better later on, and I was like, "Wow, this is to the point where I was like, "Wow, this is so good." Um, so this is I would definitely give this an eight point five out of ten. This is a very this is a very good book. This is a very good book. I would definitely recommend it. Um, you know, for for any Star Wars fan that that is interested in the High Republic. I agree. I think they. I think they added a lot of high, a lot of the High Republic adventure stuff, and it did. I, I, honestly, I think in hindsight, it probably did affect my enjoyment, particularly in the beginning, um, because I didn't. I just didn't know a lot of those characters, so I just, you know, I, I it just added to the very muddled kind of feeling of it. But towards the end, it was just it was just a fun, epic adventure. Which is what I want from my Star Wars, and all the feelings, as you mentioned, all the attachments, all the feelings. Oh my goodness! So it was just—it was so, so, so well done. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would definitely have to give this an eight and a half out of ten. And I want to see Crash in more things. I hope she doesn't become one of these characters. Yeah, that yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, yeah. I feel like that's possible, but I do too. But I, I really hope it's. But you not. know, there were some characters I never—I didn't think we'd see Chancy and Chancy Yaro and Nan again. I thought they were going to be one-offs in their standalone young adult books. The Arrow again. I, I figured we'd see Nan again, but um. uh, I, 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 I thought, especially when it comes to like young adult books, sometimes I feel like publishers could tend to not, maybe not count them as much in yeah. terms of important storytelling. So right. to see Nan and Chancy from, from those young adult novels come into a regular, you know, a proper adult novel from the Del Rey line. I, I, I wouldn't be, I, I think we'll get more crash. I think she's going to be universally liked. So I think we'll get more crash. Okay. Yeah, I definitely hope you're right. Um, so, all right. I think that, I think that, that pretty much does it for our, for our review of midnight horizon, uh, by Daniel Jose older, as you could, as you, uh, all of you can see, we both very much enjoyed it. It is a very riveting, uh, riveting story. So, um, and I hope that you all out there enjoyed our review. Uh, Zach, I don't know if you wanted to plug to give a plug for yourself. Let everyone know where to find you, or 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 not. <laughs> it's I'm totally up to you. I got, I got, I have no real plugs because I don't really do anything much outside of I'm I'm active on all socials. Um, but but um, I don't have too much to plug there. We got, you know, we have a ton of more star wars to talk about soon high republic era you know phase one is coming to an end so we'll have a bunch of stuff to talk about in terms of where do we think phase two is going the you know eye of the storm comic so you'll definitely see more um from us we have in a couple months we'll have some stuff to share about the about you know the episode um about this show in general and some stuff we'll be expanding with so that'll be fun but for now no actual plugs for me but you have some plugs Oh yes, yes I do. So so you definitely please um follow um follow me. I have other uh podcasts that I do. So if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm sure you probably listen to other podcasts as well. Uh or maybe not, which is fine. <laughs> but I do have other podcasts. So uh me and my brothers have a podcast network called the New Generation. That's N U Generation Podcast Network. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I actually have another Star Wars podcast there called the Imperial Broadcast. So please do check that out as well uh, where i do the show with uh, my brother kendall who is also a uh, star wars fan um and uh yes yeah, so you should definitely check that out 
All right. And as, as uh, of course, as Zach just said, we will be discussing um, some other things that are coming out. We'll be talking about Kenobi, talking about the other comics and such. So please uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, but that'll do it for this show. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening. Take care.